This Rhythm and News podcast is brought to you by the Port of Seattle. Hi, my name is Mian Rice, the Diversity and Contracting Director for the Port of Seattle. As a public agency, the Port of Seattle serves the community and our investments should benefit everyone who lives and works here. The Port is committed to equity, diversity, and inclusion and to leveling the playing field. That means continuing to open doors to contracting opportunities to all, especially women and minority-owned and disadvantaged businesses. How can you participate? List your business in Vendor Connect, a database of contractors. Attend PortGen workshops to learn how to do business with the port. Learn more about contracting opportunities at portseattle.org. For more information on operating a concessions at Seattle Tacoma International Airport, visit lease.ctacshops.com. The Washington State Liquor and Cannabis Board, also known as the LCB, recently announced they will open the application window for approximately 44 social equity retail cannabis licenses beginning on March 1st. And with this morning to talk about this opportunity for people to enter the retail cannabis business here in the state of Washington is Becky Smith, Licensing Director for the LCB. Good morning, Becky. Um, good morning, Chris. Thank you for having me here this morning to share some information about the social equity program. Well, it's great to have you on. Uh, Becky, first of all, uh, can you tell our listening audience a little bit about this initiative and why it is important? Is it an important step in providing opportunities for people to participate in the local cannabis industry? Oh, certainly. So the purpose of the program is really to increase the number of cannabis licenses held by our social equity applicants from disproportionately impacted areas and reducing accumulated harm suffered by those individual families and local areas subject to severe impacts from the war on drugs. The law authorized LCB to reissue retail licenses that had been forfeited, revoked, canceled, or not previously issued. And the LCB does not have the authority to increase this at this time. So back in 2019, after five years of retail sales, the board took stock of the health of the market. Retailers were thriving, but we wanted to understand how racial, racially diverse the system was due to the fact that the racial minorities were disproportionately impacted and harmed by the war on drugs. And what our data showed, Chris, was um, we, you know, we, because we looked at the criminal background checks uh, prior to being those folks being licensed, and it contained self-identified racial descriptions. After reviewing, we saw that retail licensees were overwhelmingly identified as white. Um, 4% were self-identified as black, 4% self-identified as multiracial, and and only 2% were Hispanic. Mm. Uh, yeah, so... Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go, okay, yeah, I was going to let you go ahead. But uh, I guess my my other question is, you know, how many total cannabis retail licenses are allowed in the state of Washington through the, I guess, the legisl- original legislation? And then how was the number of social equity resale, uh, retail licenses, uh, how was that determined? Okay, well, good question. So originally, um, during I-502, that um, 334 licenses were available, and those 334 um, went out to, you know, when we launched the program, we actually had too many, many more applications than we did stores that were available. So we had over 2,500 people apply for those. That then under 5052, that um, we added an additional 222 licenses. So it became um, a total of 556 licenses were available. Um, and so when we went to, um, when we took a look at our data, 
that we had requested that um, that we submitted a, an agency request legislation to increase racial, racial minority representation in the system. And during that time, that bill became law. It created the Cannabis Social Equity Program. And that's what allowed us to reissue licenses that had previ- previously been forfeited, canceled, revoked, or never issued. Small amount, it's 44 retailers that were available for uh, the social equity purposes. So in request legislation that, um, that we did, we also create, it also created the task force upon which our board member, Ollie Garrett, sits as well. And key, the key mandate was to recommend criteria for the applicants who apply for the social equity license. And the task force issued um, last year uh, LCB with recommendations, and LCB adopted um, a majority of those recommendations and rule. And then we had to go back, Chris, and do some, um, have some conversations with the community. So in efforts to do that, and with the BIPOC community, we launched a, we launched a concerted effort to hear directly um, from folks. We held a series of outreach meetings facilitated by Dr. Caprice Holland of Culture Connecting. And at these outreach meetings, we heard firsthand from those people who believed that they were left out of the system despite communities being disproportionately impacted and harmed by the war on drugs. I-502 did not include any provisions for social equity opportunities for those communities, and we feel like that was um, a disservice, that, that it was a community. You know, we've seen new, we've seen new states come on, and um, they have a social equity program as, as the states begin licensing from the very beginning. So, again, I, we feel like this was a missed opportunity. There's fierce competition for those 334 stores that were originally retail stores. And um, like I said, uh, many, many people applied for those. And with black and brown people who may not have access to traditional channels of capital business, um, were disadvantaged when compared to applicants who had this access and experience. And as retail data showed, these people were mostly white. And, and Becky, who was eligible to, pop, to apply and possibly receive a retail cannabis, cannabis license through this process? So, in the, um, currently, so in the very beginning, everybody could could apply. Um, but we, you know, that that what we saw was uh, again that mostly white um, Caucasian people applied, and that had some to do with criminal history, right? That that um, that folks perhaps not um, being aware of how that process worked and how still uncomfortable that they were in applying for a license and sharing their criminal history. But currently, and I'm proud to say that currently we, you know, with this 44 licenses that we have available, that we do have a third-party independent reviewer, Ponder Diversity Group, that's going to review and score the applications. We have, um, we, you know, we've have, we've partnered with, um, with um, a third-party vendor also called Make Green Go to do webinars. We have done, um, we have already done a webinar on, uh, completed one on Tuesday, this past Tuesday. We had over 300 people that participated. And the webinars are really to provide um, anyone that's interested in knowing more, asking specific questions to both um, LCB, to the third-party reviewer, to the to the educator about the licensing process, 
what type of documents they may need in order to apply, what they, what they can do today. On our website, we have, a, you know, we have a top eight things that you can do starting, you know, starting today, starting tomorrow, you know, that going from applying for your, um, applying through the Secretary of State to form your LLC um, or your corporation to building a SAW account. And, you know, that, that all of these things are complicated um, for a small business owner or for a new business owner. We also wanted people to be able to ask any questions. And so these webinars that I'm talking about, we have one more that's going to happen on Saturday. The first one's at 10 a.m. The second one is at 7 p.m. People can still register. It's free business training. Um, it's, you know, that, that it'll help to prepare those folks um, that, that are interested. And you can get all of this information on lcd.wa.gov. But we wanted to, again, make sure that um, people have all of the information. And, again, the conversation, Chris, is a one-on-one. You can ask any question to the, to the, um, to the folks on the phone or on the, compu- on the computer, and they will respond back quickly. It's a, it's, it's a great way to get all of your questions answered, whether you want to know if your uncle can be a financier, if you can, how many times can I apply, and the answer to that is one time. That's why we're providing all of this education, because it's one and done. And we want to make sure that people don't make mistakes along the way. We're here to help. We want, we want folks to reach out and ask questions. And our LCB website has so much information on there. And it also, it also will provide a, um, it's also tools on there that um, will connect you to the Department of Commerce, who's also launching education programs and will soon be launching mentors just for the social equity program to walk them through. Right. Uh, Becky, uh, briefly, because then we'll run up against uh, some time constraints, uh, wanted to make sure that uh, that people understand that, I guess, the they can access uh, or register for the, the webinar on your guys' uh, website. Is that correct? That's correct. Okay. And then the, can you talk a little bit about the application window and the deadline? Sure, absolutely. So the application window begins March 1st. It's a 30-day window, so from March 1st to March 30th, that, again, you can only apply once. In the application window, you have to apply through business licensing services. Again, all this information step-by-step is on our website for the top, you know, the top eight things that folks need to do, and that's the first one. We want, we want people to go in and see whether or not they, they, um, that they, ha- they can meet the qualifications, we want folks to go in there and register for technical assistance program. We want them to register for the webinars. Again, the webinars are so helpful. And then, you know, we want them to it teaches them again how to create a SPA account. Um, we talk about what type of documents that they're going to need. And Chris, if they take the time to listen to the webinar, they'll be able to start to to get all of those documents, whether it's um, searching for your criminal history or family's criminal history. How do you go about doing that? You know, if it's um, determining how do I know if I lived in a DIA area, that's right there on our website as well. You can go in and type um, your your address in and see right away whether or not you've lived in a disproportionately impacted area. 
you can go in and see whether or not your income base meets that eligibility. Again, everything that they can do right now is on our website. All right. Well, Becky, I want to thank you for joining us on today's show and in telling, informing our uh, community about this uh, tremendous opportunity uh, to enter the cannabis uh, industry here in the state of Washington. I'm going to ask you if you can give you that uh, web address one more time. We can go and get all the information or register for the webinar and then you know all that, that assistance that you guys have available. Certainly. It's, it's, the address is lcb.wa.gov. LCB, 